Hello and welcome to No Low Time, episode 54. My name is Obed Veles and with me is Spidey's number one fan, Mr. Julian. What's up, guys? Definitely, <laughs> Obed, this might be my favorite episode, potentially. If it's all things Spider-Man, you know that I'm going to be uh, have a big smile on my face the whole time. Yeah, this part pretty much going to be the Spider-Cast, <laughs> or Spider-Man cast, because... There's a bunch of Spider-Man news, Joe. It's it's like Spidey all over the place. It's ridiculous. Well, but you know me. Even if it, even if there wasn't news, I could talk about Spider-Man for all days. So this yeah, is yeah, yeah. just gonna be so much fun. Yeah, it's it's one of those that we can just pick the pick the topic, right? And uh, today we may, we wanted to do something a little bit different. Uh, we're still gonna have some news, but uh, but yeah. we're gonna talk uh, talk about Spider-Man quite a bit. Um, but Joel, uh, anything new? Anything? Anything that happened uh, from the last episode? Yeah, I mean the the big thing that came out from our last episode, literally on the Friday um, that the episode our episode came out, uh, Luke Cage dropped on Netflix uh, season two. So as you guys know, I always keep up with all those Netflix Marvel shows because it's Marvel. Why not? And uh, yeah, uh, it's it's I'm a few episodes in, and uh, so far I'm enjoying it. I really like it. Um, I think it's it's cool because if, I don't know if you've seen any of the trailers, Obed, for the second season. Um, but the route that they kind of were going is more of Luke Cage feels like he's invincible. So like you've got that scene you see in the trailer, and you see, you'll see earlier in the episode where he's like, "You can't like shoot me. You can't break me. You can't like mess me up. Like I'm gonna come for you. Like Harlem's mine." Um, because he's basically telling he's he's basically gets pretty sick and tired of these crime lords and these guys messing with him. And he's like, literally, he's a bulletproof man. So like they just they just can't stop him. He's just sick and tired of the nonsense. And then obviously there's some stuff going on with the government too, the local government, police station, and politics and whatnot that um, you know unfortunately helps uh, those that are that are doing crime locally in Harlem. So he's having a very hard time, frustrated because how could he be so powerful and yet? Things are still not that great, um, so it's a really strong, interesting uh, arc that they're going with. And I know that the reviews have been mixed for it. Um, it's not my favorite Netflix show. Neither was the first season of Luke Cage, um, but I think it's true to who Luke Cage is. So I think it's fine, um, a, a fine and good viewing. Uh, as almost Netflix stuff, they kind of drag, but um, that's just because it's. I mean, it's several episodes right so you get a whole lot of time with different characters but yeah it's, it's a good watch so far as i progress i'll definitely continue to update the show um but but uh, i'm enjoying it cool i still haven't watched that first season i know uh i liked him enough in uh in jessica jones but i never i never i never went back and watched the uh, the first season i just i still haven't watched defenders that's as much as i love their devil i still haven't seen it it's ridiculous. Wow. I need to uh, catch up. It's just anime. This anime, man. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's so much now. Like it's now just it just just they just keep dropping now every year all these episodes stuff. I'm not complaining. I, I love it. But yeah, definitely, yeah. if you're not a Marvel person, like there's only so much Marvel you keep up with, right? So, but for the fans, which is who they're catering to, we could take more and more and more. We're happy as long as it's good. Yeah. Uh, nothing, nothing new with me. I, I didn't busy week, busy weekend. I didn't get a chance to do a lot. Um, so nothing, nothing new to report. 
Sorry. Safe. <laughs> Safe, yeah. Uh, Joel, I do have breaking news. Um, uh, as always, you know, we, we keep uh, keep our eyes out to uh, for breaking news. Hey, Joel's back. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, guys, right. but that was weird. <laughs> yeah, I actually got a. I just saw an error from uh, from Hangouts, so it's it looks like it's on the Google side because we're gonna talk about Google now. Oh yeah, All here right. it comes. So yeah, so Joel, breaking news um, that uh, Jason Schreier from Kotaku just uh, posted an article on the site saying that um, Google is planning a gaming platform to compete with Xbox and PlayStation. So interesting, right? That's really interesting because if that is if if the projections are true about the market, about the where gaming is going, everyone says that within a handful of years it's all gonna be streaming, Google being one of the most powerful beasts on the internet, software development, they've done some hardware development, they can merge those together and maybe make a very strong streaming um platform mm -hmm. could be very interesting old bed yeah i uh, have the they definitely have the infrastructure to push a product like like this um but what's very interesting is that uh based on the article it's saying that they are following a three-prong approach and uh those are number one some sort of streaming platform number two some sort of hardware and number three an attempt to bring game developers under the google umbrella so they're planning a studio, they're playing a, a streaming service and they're planning software, uh, a hardware. So the hardware doesn't uh, concern me at all. Um, they they definitely have the, they've proven that they have the shops to put good hardware out there. Um, so it, it's like, just like Apple, if Apple would say, hey, we're gonna release a, a gaming platform, they would put out great hardware because it's it's apple and that's that's pretty much what they do is great great hardware um but um interesting man it's i'm not i'm not sure how i feel about streaming i never tried ps now i heard mixed things about it i heard it works okay i heard it's it's some games don't run very well so i'm not 100 sold on that um but it's it's interesting to see google going in this direction whereas amazon they invested on twitch right they purchased twitch and then they sort of treated uh gaming as a whole secondary or even tertiary at this point because i know that some of the fire devices um supported controllers but they never it never really took off so i'm wondering what kind of approach they're going to do and and if google's actually creating gaming studio what's that gonna look like i know because like independent yeah they, they're gonna have a lot of independent games you'd have to imagine and like self you know like you're saying make their own studios and generate their own content but i'm also thinking about like what would make somebody say i need to have this and you know let's say have this console and their ps4 or xbox or switch or whatever or are they going to be trying or is their goal to be like no we want to be just as strong as the ps4 xbox switch and be something where it's like no we want you to use us only right like the way the alphas in the industry do so if that's the case 
then that means that they're going to also have to have third party games being able to run on their, their platform. It's a lot of stuff to really be figured out. It's going to be a lot to uh, understand as time goes on. So I'm very fascinated to hear any updates, but this is some interesting news, Obed. Yeah. Um, it, it looks like from, from the article and I'm just reading, just reading it Oh yeah, uh, really, really quick. Cause this is like, I just saw it and, and there's like the article just was just posted on Kotaku. Um, so it, it it looks like they are going to uh, have a. Um, they're not sure if the machine will have technical specs to compete with Xbox and PlayStation, but that they are going for that streaming uh, type of service. So maybe this is the promised future, right? This is the own life that never happened. This is the the uh, PS Now that that we all wanted. Also, although I, I heard I heard rumors. That some PS Now users uh, did find a download option on on PS Now games, Joel. So maybe that's something that they can just download to PS4 now and and emulate. You know, use like cloud emulation for it. Who knows where this is going? The next six months are going to be very interesting if this is true. Yeah, it so, could be a big move in the industry. Absolutely. I mean, if something happens. Maybe you know E3 next year is gonna look very different. That's this right. is gonna like this is gonna this is gonna uh, this is probably not gonna have PlayStation shaking uh, on in their boots because they're doing okay right now with the platform. Uh, but someone like Microsoft who's doing who's who's wanting to do a reset of their um, of their device family, uh, this may or may not hinder them. Uh, I don't think Nintendo is going to be affected. Um, Sony has other problems to worry about, right? You know, we talked about it uh, uh, before. Sean Layden addressed it recently and said that they were looking at cross-play between um, third-party games. But, man, interesting stuff just happening right now. Amazing. Live on the show, guys. Live, yeah, <laughs> live, live on the show. Uh, but uh, Jill, uh, just a couple of things that I that I want to talk about. Uh, we've talked about EA and their treatment of both uh, properties and, uh, and and gaming studios. So we've talked about how Amy Hennig, who was the uh, lead writer for the Uncharted games uh, for the first three Uncharted games, um, left Naughty Dog, joined EA, more specifically Visceral, to create a single player. Star Wars experience when EA got the rights to the Star Wars video games. So uh, it was just announced today that uh, that she that the project was basically shelved. So she left the company. So she essentially quit her position at EA. Um, I believe she mentioned or tweeted or said said something either on Reddit or somewhere online that she's gonna go indie. After this, um, it looks like she's done with like corporate stuff, like big, you know, uh, uh, corporate uh, gaming studios and, and whatnot. But man, now now people are calling for for Disney to take away the license. Um, do you think that that could happen? Do you think that they even have a chance of doing that? I don't know the you know the story behind the agreement, but what do you think, Joe? I, I would think that Disney's more powerful enough to do it if they wanted. I don't know. They're, they're, their attorneys scare me. But I definitely have to say, yeah, Obit, trust me, and we'll get into that whole Disney and their deal making. They're, those, they're smart people, and, and I admire that. But um, So I do think if they wanted to pull out, they could. 
But this is the one thing that was going for Star Wars, aside from you and I both are on the record for saying that we like the Battlefront games, right? But uh, aside from those games, this is one of the newest things that were in development now with EA having the Star Wars um, ability to license, right, to make these games. Um, this is why I won the one games up and coming with the limited knowledge that we had on it that I was actually excited for and happy about um, just because it's coming from someone that worked on Uncharted, which if anyone's ever played Uncharted, you know those games are fantastic. They're nearly flawless. There's, a, I mean, there's, there's issues like any game, but they're just so well executed. It is an industry standard. Naughty Dog is the best of what they do. You bring one of their people in to work on this game. I don't see how it could have went wrong. I don't understand how it went wrong, but there's a story behind everything, and I don't know that story. However, Obed, to me, this is concerning enough for me to say. I think uh, I, I think we've called for it before. Disney needs to step in a little more, and they I think they have done in the past, and they did with the loot boxes and all that kind of stuff. But it could take it even further now, just as a as a franchise, as a property. To really understand like what is their goals um not even just executing their games but just executing what the future of the content's going to be what kind of the new games are going to be developing because if you're killing off development this early with people that are very reputable in the business it does raise a little bit of a red flag for me again i don't know the background of it so i'm not going to speculate but this is something that caught me by surprise because obed i don't know about you but i was actually very fascinated by uh, this game with the limited knowledge that we had on it. Yep. I think this game probably had a, an unfortunate EA um, uh, circumstance to it, right? Um, I think EA, again, went back and said, no, you need to add games as service elements or you need to add an you know online microtransaction component. Something must have happened, right? And um, I heard she clashed. I heard she clashed with um, people in, in her own team and people with, uh, you know, EA executives. So this could all be part of, of what happened. Um, I, at this point, I'm not, you know, I, we don't know the whole story. But if you ask me, EA probably was trying to impose some sort of, you know, mandate on this game needs to have this specific set of features. No, we want this to be a single player narrative experience. And that's when it all fell apart. So, you know, unfortunate. Yeah, I was looking forward to the project. I mean, she's a great writer. She uh, definitely talented. And and the guys at at, uh, at Visceral were, were great too. So that's why for me, it's like, how do you screw this up? Like you have a very talented woman in charge of this. I don't know how do you go wrong because I mean she's she's proven so it doesn't make sense. I'm really curious to hear. I, I think you're you're on the nose though, Obed. I think there's a little little smoke there. Yeah, yeah, Joel Smoke. <laughs> you know what so, we got? Uh, smoke this fire. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Joel, speaking of lawyers and stuff, uh, before we jump into the bigger news, uh, remember a few weeks ago I mentioned that um, the PUBG. <laughs> company or PUBG Corporation or whatever they're called uh, sued Epic Games because of uh, uh, citing copyright infringement uh, for for Fortnite, right? Yes. So they, they just dropped the lawsuit yesterday. 
uh, no reason, no reason given. So it's one of those things that, again, logically, and we talked about it. It's like who in their right mind would do this? So I guess they came to their senses and and they dropped it. So uh, it's so funny. No reason that. given. Obviously, they quickly had a wake up call, and oh, this is not something we actually can do. Yeah, well, not something that they should do, right? Uh, like people were making fun of them. Uh, it, it was sort of petty what they were doing. So um, I, they 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 made the right call, called it off. It's dead and done. That's it. Uh, so that's that's all we need to say about that. Uh, but then moving into more legal news that impact uh, nerdum, Joe. So the Department of Justice approved the purchase of twenty. First Century Fox to Disney, done deal, Joel. Finally, do you think? Do you think this is it? Right, this is it. This is absolutely. This is absolutely it. We can finally uh, raise raise a son. <laughs> we, we can we can uh, we can do the the prodigal son treatment and kill the calf and celebrate because they're back. <laughs> X Men is back. That's it, guys. We did it. High fives, uh, definitely. This is virtual, virtual high five. <laughs> oh, Ben, I give each other high fives. No, guys, really, this is this is a big deal. I don't think people understand how much this can change and will change the industry uh, for years to come. Uh, yes, we talk about Marvel, but just in general, understanding um, Disney having the power of, of existing properties and just uh, consuming the studio together. So. Anything that um, they were in development with now falls under them. So I, I really think um, I think the reason why this was greenlit so fast was because of some of the politics behind the scenes, right? Certain people having good relationships with those in government right now. So there's an understanding of like who these people are, who they're working with. Uh, so that, that's been talked about quite a bit. Also understanding that the Department of Justice recognized that they were trying to avoid any of the monopoly um, laws that would stop them from acquiring them uh, in the sense of, you know, competing as a network. Um, big television was something that they made clear they were not going after. Disney was not going after Fox TV, Fox News, uh, and Fox Sports, to be more sports. specific. And sports, mm -hmm. I think, was the one that when it was understand that they were really just trying to go after their their studios, their 21st Century Fox, making the movies, their distribution, publishing, all of that. Um, that's where enough to a clear, they must have been very clear, very concise to get a one-shot deal done um, with the Department of Justice. So high fives. Congratulations, guys. We did it. It's happening. It's official. We can finally celebrate. It is done. It is finished. Yeah. We. It's Now it's just the process of Disney uh, figuring out Fully, what their plans are, and they've got plenty of time to do it. So, oh, trust it's me, gonna, this is it's gonna be great. Yeah, they they already have it. I mean, you you know how fast they incorporated Spider Man into the MCU, but it, that, it, it it didn't take them six months. That like it said, it was like, oh, Spider Man's gonna be on uh, Sony and, and 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 Disney or Marvel are working on getting Spider Man into the MCU, and then we get a trailer with Spider Man. You know, it just it worked like that. You know, in a, in a few months. So, um, two things, Joe, makes me think what's going to be um, added to Dark Phoenix to X Men Dark Phoenix because that comes out that got delayed till next year. Um, maybe that'll be connected somehow. Maybe 
Hopefully, right? Um, I, I would like it. I lean towards the sense that it's not going to happen, but I would like to see it happen. We'll see. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, how if if there's going to be any changes to Avengers 4, um, that's going to be another interesting thing. Uh, but, Joel, uh, do you think that we may be able to get Fantastic Four and Spider-Man together finally in one of those crazy hijinks and 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 <laughs> some intergalactic shenanigans. What do you think? I think look, we're talking about Marvel Phase Four. Why not let it be Marvel Fantastic Phase Four, dude? Like, I'm not saying it has to be all about them, but I think this is like one of those untitled movies we're looking at, like 2021, uh, 2022. They've got movies out to what 2024, I think now technically on the tentpole, yeah. like November, and they're like three movies a year. Heck yeah, Fantastic Four has got to be one of them because I I know Marvel's probably biting at the chomps to get back the beloved Fantastic Four, which by the way was the very first heroes that they had come out under the title of Marvel Comics, the Fantastic Four. So that's it's Spider Man is precious because he's been there from the beginning, but I think Fantastic Four and then obviously X Men. Um, are are huge for them. So I think those are the ones that go right away greenlit. And I do think it makes a lot of sense to bring Fantastic Four into maybe a new Avengers setup where you have them interacting with the the Black Panther, which was also where Black Panther originated with, with the Fantastic Four. It's amazing how much it's connected to the Fantastic Four when you read the comics. Um, So I'm I'm excited as a fanboy. Yeah, so we'll probably just start going into the Spidey cast here. Where it's going to be a soft transition, transition over because we're going to talk about you know, um, again, what what could this the Fox thing mean for Spider Man? How you know is he going to go back and interact with the X Men, interact with the Fantastic Four? You know what sort of expansion is going to happen? Um, but uh, I'm really excited, Joel. You know, you know, I've been saying it for you know the longest since you've known me. It's like, man, I wish Wolverine and Professor Xavier were were in Infinity War. You know, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, so we'll see how much they retcon too. Like, hey, Wolverine saved Captain America back then. He just doesn't remember because he got frozen and lost that part of memory. You know, things like that. Right? We may Absolutely. we may get. Yeah, we may get some retcon stuff like that, and I would love that. So, may, yeah, I mean, done deal. I, I'm wondering where a lot of these properties are going to fall. Uh, you know, Fox has a, a decent lineup of movies coming out. You know, they, they just announced that Predators movie, the, or The Predator, uh, which looks okay. It doesn't look great, but uh, it looks like it's going to be fine. And, and, you know, other bigger franchises that Fox has. Of course, now they own, now Disney would own Avatar, which is already incorporated in their theme parks. Uh, they fully will own the rights to Star Wars, which that is a big deal. We've, we talked about that and how that would impact the original trilogy. Um, but, yeah, it's it's done. And uh, and I'm excited. I'm, I'm definitely excited for that. It's good times yeah. to be a fan. Yeah, but Joel, let's jump in. Spider-Man has a new title for the next movie. If if you watched Infinity War, spoiler. <laughs> but Spider-Man's coming back. <laughs> um. So, uh, Joel, go ahead, man. Uh, what did Tom Holland do this time? Yeah. So we've always joked about 
well, I don't know if we've I know if said it on the podcast. I know we you and I have talked about this before, but uh, Tom Holland has been infamous for almost spoiling or actually spoiling things. Um, again, if you haven't seen Infinity War, you might want to cover your ears for a little bit. But during the Infinity War actual premiere, he literally said before the movie aired, "Don't worry, guys, I'm not actually dead." Like he literally said that out to <laughs> to the audience, and people were like, "What?" And then they watched the movie, like, "Oh snap!" Um, but I mean, you, anyone in their right mind knew that was not the case. But just there's not really that much of a spoiler. But anyways, um, Tom Holland was now put in a very clever situation. It's not a spoiler. Marvel let him do this. Marvel planned this. They, they're not oh, yeah. going to let yep. this just happen. But um, he was at, I forget which Comic-Con, a local, a local uh, smaller Comic-Con um, the, the event that he was at. And, and uh, after his panel or before his panel, I think it was after, um, he was behind the scenes recording a little video for his Instagram. And he's saying, like, sorry, guys, I know a lot, not, not a lot of news is coming out about Spider-Man. And we're literally a couple weeks away from starting to film our sequel. And I'm sorry I couldn't give you guys any information. Holds up a t- tablet that literally says on it, Spider-Man Far From Home, and then puts it down. It's, it's smiling, revealing to us that the title of the sequel for Spider-Man Homecoming is Spider-Man Far From Home. Now, Obed... It's interesting that that's the title because I know immediately everyone's first thoughts is, oh, space, right? This guy's he literally the last thing you see in Infinity Wars. The guy is fighting in space. I don't, don't, I don't, I think that you're taking the title out of context if you're thinking the movie's going to take place in space. The Far From Home thing, it's, and I wish I would have saved this article because I was like, it's a rumor, so I'll take it with a great so like most rumors, but it makes a whole lot more sense now to hear the title. There was a rumor. Uh, maybe a month ago of where the locations were going to be for Spider-Man Homecoming sequel, Spider-Man Far From Home. And it was uh, talking about how there was something to do, I think with like a school trip or something along those lines where he was going to have to travel and be at this other location. And it gave very sh- strong details about like how Mysterio was going to be incorporated because of his location, what he's been doing and all this kind of stuff. And when I hear this title, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that probably was actually true. That, that rumor uh, but anyways, you know, I'm really excited for the sequel of, of the movie. You know, I'm on the record for saying I think Spider-Man Homecoming is one of the best. There's an argument for it to be the best of uh, Spider-Man just because it's a portrayal of an authentic age, timeline, and characters of Spider-Man that, that we know. Um, but I think the sequel is going to be just taken even better. No confirmation on John Watts actually returning to direct. I believe he is. Um there's no confirmation on Jake Gyllenhaal playing Mysterio. We believe he is. I think it's the same thing as with Comic-Con when uh, they had Benedict Cumberbatch like, down to play Doctor Strange, but they never announced it at Comic-Con when we all expected it just because he, there was no pen to paper. I think it's the same situation here. I, I think Jake Gyllenhaal has it. I just don't think there's no ink on that paper. Um, but, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely think this movie is going to be interesting. It's going to take place in London from the, a lot of the scouting stuff that came out. So they're not going to film as much in Atlanta like they did with the first movie, uh, which has, again, a lot to do with that Far From Home title. It's probably going to take place mostly in, in London and other locations where they travel. I think it's a great title. I think the first title was really clever. You know, so we're in Homecoming, and he's yeah. coming back home to Marvel. Now the Far From Home I think is really cool, especially with after the events of Infinity War. Kind of teases people and what they're, what they're thinking. Hey, and we're back. Hey, I, I, can I hear? You? I can hear you now. Yeah, yeah, it's Google. Google's acting up on us, man. Sorry, guys. 
But yeah, the last thing I was saying the last thing I was just saying there was just, you know, really, I think it's a clever title. Like I said, Homecoming, Spider-Man coming home, Far From Home. People are probably going to think, oh, space because of Infinity War. I think it's just clever misdirection there. Just a little fun way to see people in. Good title. I don't know if you like the title a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the again, uh, the first time when I when I saw the title, the first thing I uh, I thought was outer space. Um, but but then but then now it, it it just to he's already been to space, you know. Spoilers again. So um, why not set it in you know Earth, but still not at home? So the the next place that my mind went to was San Francisco because of venom being taking place in san francisco of course they said venom's not connected to the mcu but who's who's not you know i don't i don't believe it there has to be some sort of connection there so that's the other place that my, that my mind went to um setting it in london uh and setting mysterio that way makes a lot of sense so um, yeah, that could definitely be it. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it, man. I, I really enjoyed um, Homecoming, and I and I really enjoyed Spider-Man on Infinity War. He was great. So uh, looking forward to getting more Spidey, uh, more quality Spidey. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the, Spidey. That, yeah, exactly. That's the big thing. Again, uh, nothing nothing wrong with the Amazing Spider-Man, but Amazing Spider-Man 2 can go eat, eat, eat a bag of something. You know? That's a, it's such a bad movie. I think that movie will be as these as these new Sony Marvel movies come out with Spider Man. I think these the new movies are so good that literally like Amazing Spider Man two is going to be forgotten, and it should be. So oh, I yeah. think I think it's I think they're they're taking us away from that in a really clever way. Yep, and um, Joel, uh, a character that we've already talked about the movie being greenlit. But that I'm not super familiar with. No one is. Is a very very obscure Spider-Man character, Morbius. Jared Leto got casted as Mor Morbius. Joel, um, maybe a good choice, but at the same time, is he done with the Joker? Obed, I think. I'll start off with the pause. I'll, I'll go the, the sandwich route, right? Something nice in the middle. <laughs> so to start off this way, this no one asked for this movie. And and when you go to when you go out there and say, oh, I'm so excited to see this Morbius movie, people are gonna look at you weird. And that's just because it's a it's a weird title, it's a weird character, and nobody knows who he is. Mind you, if you would have said Iron Man before 2008, you would have also been looked upon weird. So uh, context. Anyways. Casting Jared Leto as Morbius, that's a good choice. And I have mixed feelings about Jared Leto as an actor just because certain roles, obviously, you know, he's well-regarded in other stuff, the Joker, and not as, you know, fond of. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, as an actress, there's certain lanes that you do really well and other ones you just don't. And that's, that doesn't mean you're not good. It just means, you know, staying in your lane. But um, I actually think this is a good choice for, for Morbius. I actually think Jared Leto is a good choice. But with that being said, I have zero interest in this movie. I don't think this movie is actually going to be made. I actually can see this movie dying at some point. And if it does being, be, end up being made, I don't think it's going to do that successful. It might just be a one-and-done spinoff kind of deal. 
But I know the idea for Sony is really just to try, try and create more spinoffs for Marvel, um, from their Marvel characters that they have the rights to. They don't want to just depend on Spider-Man being in the Avengers. They want to make some money off of it. Amy Pascal, to be specific. <laughs> so, I, 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 bit, I, I don't think this this movie still doesn't make any sense to me. But if you attach this this name to it, okay, I'm not in. Yeah. But I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, this could be like a pretty boy vampire movie, maybe just to bring in the ladies and make some money out of it. That I yeah. mean, that, that potentially, potentially it could be it. Uh, you know, quick cash grab and and hey, use this big star and and use you know uh, nice vampire makeup. Uh, which Morbius is not to be a pretty, not supposed to be a pretty boy vampire. He's supposed to be a legit vampire, but uh, again, a very obscure character. I mean, the only thing I know for Morbius, Morbius is his involvement in Maximum Carnage, and that other than that, it's like faded into obscurity because I, I, I don't hear anyone talk about Morbius ever. Like he's like one of those, one of those really, really um, uh, bizarre. A super obscure characters. It's like what's uh, what's that guy from DC that wears the the golden helmet? Is the Doctor Destiny or something oh yeah. Like that? yeah yeah? It's like I never hear anyone talk about. He's supposed to be super powerful, but no one talks about him. It's like I don't even care. Why are you making this? You know. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, uh, that's that. It's, a, it's a whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Venom. Yeah, I can get excited for Venom. Right. It's because. It looks good, Tom Hardy, and it's freaking Venom, dude. But, uh, but Morbius, it's like it's like make, making a movie of uh, um, uh, Shriek, who was also a character in Maximum Carnage. It's like who, who cares? <laughs> Why are you doing this? Sony? Nobody cares. You know what? They're gonna make a new DC movie. It's gonna be on Granny Goodness. I mean, like. Nobody's asking for the Granny Goodness movie. People don't even know who <laughs> Granny Goodness is. It's like old. It's like the uh, New Gods. It's like who asked for it too, right? Yeah. The, the, that's the best example, you know, comparatively. But, but man, uh, rough spot for Sony right there, man. Um, but uh, Joe, do you want to uh, just go ahead and, and talk about a, a third movie? Yeah, that Sony's working on. And this is another very obscure character because I did I didn't know about this character until this was announced, and I started doing research on it. Yeah, Silk. Silk is being rumored now to be another one of the Sony Marvel spinoff movies to kind of fill out this universe. Obed, they announced the um, or not announced, but there's you know basically their back channels media you know, outlets reporting that they were going to be working on. Um, there was a Silver Sable movie, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Black and, Cat movie. And Black Cat, right? So I was like, okay, that's interesting. I actually think Silk could be a stand-on-her-own kind of character because she's not an anti-hero. She's a hero. She doesn't. Ha she's not as powerful as Spider-Man, so you can make it a little more grounded but still make it really cool for, for Hollywood. I'm on board with this, Obed, and I think it's also a good opportunity for them to diversify, too, um, so they can really pull in another audience. I mean, it's not to get into this, but, you know, there are statistics that prove the large the large um, people, large amount of people who come out to watch Marvel movies um, in general are actually Latinos. 
So they could hire, and it's been talked about, maybe they could get a Latina Latina superhero character, bring her into this. I think it's, again, not about the whole cash grab thing, but I think it's a part of maybe giving what the industry is lacking, and it could do really well. I mean, Wonder Woman hit off really well because it was Black something people were looking for. Black Panther, exactly. Yeah. So it's like if, if you can do it, if you can do it right and well, but then also give people what they want, not for the sake of just doing it for that reason, but Obed, because it's Sony putting it out there, I'm not expecting anything fantastic. I'm just saying it's something that has potential. So that's just my response to the whole Silk thing. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not familiar familiar with the character. Um, from what I read, she sounds like a, uh, like like someone someone messed around with Spider-Man's powers and just moves powers around a little bit. Um, so she sounded interesting. Um, so maybe it'll turn out okay if they get the right people involved. It could be a good project, but uh, it's one of those things again that it's a it's a obscure character that you need to create you know you need to create awareness of the character first, and then move into you know picking the right people. So uh, or picking the right people, and once you pick the right people, it's happened before, right? Where you pick the right actors and and they go out and they do your PR. Um, you know, sure. like oh no, we're putting it out there because of this and. You know, we want to empower you know Latino girls into being superheroes and all this stuff. So you know, uh, makes sense. Uh, that would be that would be a pretty good idea. I think a lot of potential. Uh, yeah, definitely a lot of potential if if it's executed properly. So exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's a uh, man. The Spidey cast, Joel. Do you have? I think I think you have a few more things to talk about about our our, our favorite web slinger, right? Well, I got another thing uh, in regards of gaming. You want to flip into that side? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so on the gaming front, I did hear about, uh, I guess the actor does the voice of Rhino, kind of slipped up and basically said that Dr. Octopus or someone on the line is going to end up being in the Spider-Man PS4 game that's coming out. I'm like, okay, that's another major villain. Like, that's not one you just sneak in there. Like, that's Dr. Octopus is legit. So yeah. I don't know what capacity he could be in in this game. Um, there's a lot of guys in the raft, which I don't know if you guys, uh, hopefully you guys were able to watch our E3 live stream for the Sony press conference. If you have it, please go back and watch. I recommend it. But at the end um, of the show, they ended it with Spider-Man. And uh, with the Spider-Man gameplay that we saw, that they kind of, between the cutscenes and going to gameplay, uh, they showed us the raft, you know, which is a ma very major... Um, prison for marvel characters and basically all the major spider-man villains are being kept there so you know maybe this is a, there's a little bit of a connection there that you know with the the main villain which is um uh, dr negative or mr negative uh or whatever um that mr. he's negative, yeah. dr negative that he's gonna maybe really break out a lot of these villains and make it go crazy oh but we could have a, another arkham arkham knight arkham asylum kind of series going on here that's kind of the yeah. way i lean i'm not trying to compare because you know, different Spider-Man, Batman, very different worlds, but still could go that direction. I'm excited. Did you see that supposedly the collector's editions are sold out? Already? I did see that. I did. Yeah. Okay. Were you able to grab it? I was not, man. Oh, I, no. I snoozed, I so I lost. <laughs> it's a lot of money. Yeah, like, like right before. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of money. I mean, it's an investment. Uh, but you yeah, like send right. me one Sony, I'll send you my address. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, paychecks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Cashing those Sony checks. 
Uh, Joe, um, yeah, yeah, they, they, that game looks fantastic. I think that game's uh, definitely going to be a series um, because I think it's going to do very, very well financially and critically. Like um, the the uh, impressions from E3 were very positive, so I'm looking forward to it. Definitely looking forward to it. And um, we haven't had a great Spider-Man game in a long time, so long time. Uh, yeah. So it's it's about time. I think what was Probably the better one of the of the later ones was Web of Shadows. Yeah, the one where you go through the different universe Spider Mans. Um, that like Spider Man twenty nine nine and like all the different ones on there. Uh, which Obed makes me think about uh, the um, <laughs> the animated movie that they're doing, where it's going through multiple universes. So, yeah, not to transition stories there, but I know that that. Some of those characters were in that Web of Shadows or whatever the name of that game was. That was pretty good. I remember Spider-Man Friend or Foe. Man, there's so many different Spider-Man games out there that have come out. I've played a lot of them, to be honest with you, because of Spider-Man. But this one is one of the ones that has me seriously hyped in a way that I haven't been in a long time. Yeah. Uh, Joel, what was your, favorite, your, your first Spider-Man game? Uh, Spider-Man on, on PS1, uh, the, the, the first Spider-Man on PS1 that, that, um, the one from gosh, I, actually, I still have the disc. It's fin- It's amazing. From okay. Activision. Yeah. From Activision. The one from the, yep. the, the, the Tony Hawk team. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Nice. Uh, I, I played that one on the Dreamcast. I didn't play it on PS1. Okay. Okay. Uh, man, I, I'm trying to think, well, the first Spider-Man game that I played and it was, I remember seeing the one that came out for the Sega Genesis. I think it was like a release title for the Genesis or a very early um, Genesis title. But I think the first one I played that I that I really played. Um, I don't know if you ever saw a four the four player Spider Man arcade by Sega. Do you ever do you ever get a chance to see that, Joel? I did see it. Okay, yeah, the one with the, you got Spider Man, Hawkeye, Black Hat, and uh, Namer. Yes. So, um, I think that was the first one I played, and I remember playing it at the arcades. Uh, really good game. Um, they Sega was doing really good things with sprite scaling back in the uh, you know mid to mid eighties to early nineties. Uh, some of the sprite scaling on that game is just it's phenomenal. Um, so if you haven't played that game, you know emulators are a thing, and you know just. You're a couple of keystrokes away from playing a video game, so uh, yeah. If you guys haven't checked it out, I, I recommend it because it's a it's a pretty good game. It's a quarter muncher, so it's one of those games that I never finished at the arcade because it, it probably would take me like ten bucks. So, <laughs> so, um, but I, I did play through it after after um, emulators were a thing. Uh, but cool, cool. Uh, Joel, uh, I, I think the last thing that we may want to talk about, not Spider-Man related, though, is um, Titans released a picture of Robin in full costume. What do you think, man? Fantastic. Uh, you know, I have been on the record for not saying great things about how I feel about this show. I think separating this from how I feel, like if I only saw this... I would be completely sold on this show. I think it looks really good. Robin, the suit is very traditional yet modern. Reminds me of the some of the suits that we saw also in the Arkham games. Um, looks see, dirty. It looks, it looks dir- dirty. Yeah, yeah. It, looks, yeah it, looks, it actually looks like he could be in the DCEU. The way it looks it looks yeah, that so, so edgy. 
Yeah, <laughs> edgy, edgy. <laughs> the kids love that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm. If I saw just this, like it, it, the intention of it is to get you excited for the show to make you want to see it. It has done its job. If I'm to evaluate it on those creden- th- that criteria, then it, it's actually done its job well. So it's good promotion, good marketing material, uh, I think, for just anybody looking at that. It makes you not think about necessarily, it depends on the person, but it may make you not think about the other leaked set photos. Um, so I, we'll see. I mean, this guy's me, you know, dancing around. But, maybe maybe yeah, they're changing, changing things. Yeah, I was going to say um, – this is probably the best thing they can do after you know pretty pretty much the entirety of the internet, including ourselves, just took a d- giant dump on those pictures. <laughs> ripped it apart, man. Oh my goodness, that was bad. That was th- talk about something that was straight up bad. Like you can you know Shazam looks cheesy and and whatnot, but this was just straight up not good. So Whew, like this it. is the best. Yeah, <laughs> the best thing they could do definitely is um, is come up with something like this. But that's what I got, man. Uh, I don't know if you got anything else. No, I don't have anything else for you either. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this show up. So, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day listening to us here in No Low Time. Guys, I want you to make sure you stay connected with us on social media. So go ahead and follow us uh, at No Low Time. That's at No Low Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Guys, if you're following us on Facebook, I do want to say this. Please make sure to follow us if you aren't already because during uh, – as I'm going to be covering all the stuff at San Diego Comic-Con, I'm looking to do some Facebook Lives. Um, so please make sure to become a fan of No Low Time on Facebook because I'll be trying to cover as much as I can while I'm out there. Um, not doing live from San Diego – from the convention, but in San Diego before or after um, the day. Uh, but also wanted to go ahead and tell you guys to make sure you subscribe to our show because that's important, right? So hear all of our latest episodes or watch our episodes. So we're on YouTube, we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Google Play. So go ahead and subscribe to us so your iTunes subscriber. We would really appreciate if you could drop us a review. That'd be great. Also, feel free to shoot us any emails to noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com. We always love to hear feedback, questions, what have you. Maybe even address it here on the show. Thank you again, and we look forward to our next episode of No Little Time. Also, Joel, real quick, uh, if you made it through the entire episode, next week we're not going to have a show. That's <laughs> so important. Next week, yeah, next week Next week is a holiday week in the U.S. Fourth uh, of July is coming up. Uh, so we just decided to uh, take the week off and uh, just take it easy, easy for a week and uh, take a well-deserved rest uh, from all the, the E3 craziness and uh, also also work. <laughs> and before comic-con comes man it's, it's gonna wear yeah. me out yeah exactly so um so we'll be back on uh july 12th so most likely that's gonna be when our next episode is gonna be either up on youtube or posted on um the uh podcast services uh but again thank you guys for joining us and we'll see you again next time see you guys